0: This week's episode of the Inside Running podcast is proudly sponsored by Asics. Energise your runs with their Super Blast shoe, stacked with the bounciest, lightest FF Blast Turbo foam technology for a supercharged ride. Visit asics.com.au or your specialty running retail store to grab your pair today. Enjoy the episode. So number 284 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Happy Easter. Recording this on Easter Monday, April the 10th. Welcome to my co-host, Julian Spence, down at the Surf Coast. Moose, how are you going this week? Happy Easter to you.
1: Yeah, good mate. We're down with the crowds down here. Bells Beach. Bells Beach Easter Classic or whatever they call it. Ripkel Pro. Brad's pretty interested in it he was last but week
0: wasn't he when you mentioned it he's, yeah. he's he's really perked up
1: that really hasn't really talked about surfing ever before until now
0: yeah is that a thing is it on this time of the year every year
1: every year yeah.
0: okay yeah it's a real easter thing that's good how are you going down there all right
1: yeah fine good staying warm still got a bit of a cold that's probably the main like hindrance to my training at the moment for some reason can't get rid of it
0: can't shake it yeah Bradley Croker, welcome to you this week. I think you've been at the big birthday celebrations all Easter weekend.
2: Yeah, I've been down the coast. Got back today, so yeah, it was nice to get down there because um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been like back around Batemans Bay. Lovely how, running down there. How was
0: Hannah's seventieth, sixtieth, seventieth, seventieth? Yep,
2: yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we had the whole family down there, so um, yeah, it was a fun week. And
0: that's good, good. Some good running from you two boys as well over the last seven days. Looking at Strava during the week. Who wants to recap first? Moose? Croaks? What oh. do you reckon?
1: Croaks can go first. He never goes first. Yeah,
0: you can go first,
1: mate. Yeah, right, f- go go first. I you
0: reckon you're nearly the fittest on the show at the moment?
2: I had a good week. I've definitely... Yeah, um, smacking stuff. Definitely turned the corner, um, which, yeah, I think it's a combination of things. One, I've strung together now, like other than getting sick, I've strung together a consistent probably eight, nine weeks. Um, but the last, probably the last two to three weeks, I've been focusing a bit more on like doing two home gym sessions a week, um, doing strides a couple of times a week. So all those sort of one percenters plus trying to then just increase my mileage a little bit. So I'm not sure which thing has helped me, but probably just a combination of all of those. So, um, anyway, my week started Monday afternoon, went out, put the super, the ASIC super blast on for the first time. Uh, did an hour around Mulligan's, loved it. Felt super cruisy running four nineteens. Uh, I then changed into uh, my Endorphin Pros uh, version one and just did uh, like five sort of hundred meter strides on the road. Then Tuesday morning, jumped on the treadmill. Haven't done uh, haven't done any runs on the treadmill since I last got injured. Uh, so just, I put it on twelve k an hour uh, and just ran for. Thirty-five minutes. Uh, Listen to started uh, the Rich Roll interview with the um, coach of Christian Blumenfeld. That guy. What's his name? Do you know his name?
0: No, but I heard him Olive, talking about it on Olive, the coffee club. I think.
2: Yeah. So anyway, I started listening to that, um, and I might jump on the treadmill tomorrow morning and and continue
1: on that. Takeaways. Uh,
2: well, i was only only got thirty minutes in, so not a lot yet. <laughs> not a lot because. The first thirty minutes, there was probably fifteen minutes worth of ads.
0: Yeah, he puts them in all throughout it, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, there was quite a lot of ads in the first thirty minutes. So I'll Good. report. I'll report back next week.
1: Do you pay to? Do you pay a service to get no ads? Well, I just I was just I listening think, to it on, on. No, I don't Spotify. think he can with rich roll.
0: Yeah, right. they just appear. Yeah. Um, Imagine how much he charges for ads. Yeah. That's why he's got so many in there
2: uh yes anyway that was tuesday morning tuesday afternoon headed out to parliament house because daylight saving has ended and we warm up at 5 30 we need to now try and find training locations that are reasonably well lit so there's a hill that runs from old parliament house to new parliament house and anybody that's run like the canberra running festival all the the events run up that hill it's not super steep like it's probably only three percent so probably like lower grade than i would normally run for hills um but it's well lit so the session was two sets of seven uh about 45 second hills we're doing them on a two minute cycle and after we've done seven of them we had uh three minutes like sort of walk jog whatever you needed to do recovery uh felt pretty good on this i think the fact that the road surface is really good the gradient's not too steep you could Actually, still run like pretty quick. Like I was running, you know, close to three minute k's for these, you know, forty odd second reps, um, and there was just enough gradient there to feel like you were sort of getting some sort of extra benefit or activation. Um, yeah, and then cooled down, came back, and we recorded that Tuesday night.
0: That's the hill at the start of the race croaks
2: Yeah, runs yeah. up. Yeah, so it's not super steep. Like it's, it's pretty steep enough. It's, it's a nice gradient. It's just yeah, it's real. It's real runnable. Uh, Wednesday morning went out for my midweek long run ninety minutes four thirteens listened to Road to London episode seven then Thursday morning so I've been trying to do a few more like runs before work um one because i I mentioned it the other week i then if I run long before work, if I get home and I've had a shit day, I can either not run or if I feel good, I just go out for an easy 30 minutes. So it, you know, it gives me the option of potentially doing a double. So I just did a loop from home, 58 minutes, 422s. Uh, then that afternoon, I went out to Mulligan's and remember I was chatting, I was looking for a shoe that I could wear for 30 minutes and then do some strides. And so I had a pair of the old um, Nike Zoom Fly, the uh, baby blue color. The first ones? The first ones, yeah. (laughs) So for context, like these came out, I got, well, my my first pair was like 2017. And so this was like the training shoe of the 4%. Mm. And I pretty much did my whole late B1 marathon prep in these shoes. And so I loved them at the time, like, because, you know, they're quite stiff, had a really nice rocker to them, but there wasn't any like super foam to it. And I don't think there was even a plate in it.
1: Yeah there was it was just there? wasn't a carbon plate.
2: Yeah. Um is Max 2 in there Moose. No, no it wasn't. I know it wasn't. No. And so what I think helped me here was like I did like all of my major sessions in this shoe which wasn't so much of a super shoe and then when you put the 4% on I guess you had that extra benefit. Anyway like I had a pair that I'd only done like 100k in them so I thought oh I might put them on so yeah, did 30-odd minutes around mulligans at 4.16s and then, um, yeah, did, like, five strides in them and, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Just took me back to 2017 uh, and I actually put them on again tonight for the same same run.
1: They were rock hard, though, weren't they?
2: They're hard. Like, I... Yeah, like, even now, like, they're hard, but I still like that rocker and I still
1: feel like I get a lot of pop from them because of the stiffness. So rockered. And that's... Mm yeah you can have firm shoes with a rocker but because you're getting that roll forward it doesn't feel like you're um like you're you're landing in a big stiff plank Mm -hmm. because because you you're always rolling forward yeah like i i
2: I would love i would love for these to come back because i reckon i would happily do a lot of sessions in this shoe and then save the super shoes Uh, like i'd still do obviously really long sessions in super shoes but i still think there's a place for this type of shoe for a like a training shoe well
1: they still exist they're just quite a different type version of it now Mm. like they're still they got a carbon plate in them now and they're uh, got a bit of zoom x but yeah no one's really loved them for a while they got a bit clunky Mm. they got a bit brick like like not quite a rocket enough yeah um did did you like this shoe moose i i had my moments with this shoe so i i was like you i jumped on because that released before the vapor fly, fly released like the four percent yeah and so i'm like well yeah i'm gonna jump on it and um i it, i got a, a, off it pretty quick though because it 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 was a bit harsh for me it was a bit unforgiving you so, ran an
0: albert park 10k and i reckon moose yeah, maybe I did. I reckon there's a photo of me, you, mattress, and Craig Appleby coming around the last corner together. You're wearing a pair.
1: Yeah, I reckon you're right about that. Yeah. I think it was before the actual four percent release.
0: Well, that would have been the that would have been like the June, July before you yeah, ran yeah. the four percent in September at Berlin.
1: I think mm. that's it. That's crazy. How do you
0: remember that? I just <laughs> have a good memory with stuff like that. And number plates, I can remember number plates really
1: well. Jeez, how about apples? me you all gone under 220 mattress not no progression
0: yeah, he's done other
1: good things in life though <laughs> mattress is gone back where then. did
0: apples break 220
1: oh hasn't he not has he not
0: he, he's got definitely the potential to do so
1: but has oh, he i thought maybe Tokyo. did he not do it at tokyo that day in the wet
0: he definitely raced there we had him on the show beforehand but i don't think he did i think that was a slower oh, day because it was pretty wet or something He's broken 14, hasn't he? He's run uh, 14, 12. Now 2, 13 at Tokyo. Mattress is going to be
2: happy with that news.
1: <laughs> yeah, good. All right, so mattress and apples. <laughs> Haven't progressed.
2: Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I think I'll keep... like. I, given how soft shoes are now, like I'd struggle to do everything in this thing, but um I'm I'm definitely gonna keep using it just for a thirty minute run and some strides. Uh yeah, until until they wear out. Then Friday morning, headed down to Lake Burley Griffin. Uh we started a little bit later given it was good Friday. Um uh, absolutely like pissing down rain. Um which having the group made it a lot easier to um to turn up for this session. And like this one went really well. Like this is the best session I've done in in months. Um, so the session was three sets of seven and a half minutes tempo into two and a half minutes pretty hard and then a two minute jog. And so I wanted to um, like sort of introduce some faster running. And so, you know, over 34 minutes, I get basically seven and a half minutes of, of you know, pretty hard running, um, a fair bit of tempo in there as well. So the tempo reps were 318, 318, and 315. And my hard two-minute 30 um, segments were 259, 259, and 257, and my jogs were at 430. So average 319s for the um, 10.27K. And um, I was encouraged by, one, how it felt, but to my heart rate, like I only averaged 160 for the whole session and um, like barely got above 170, even on the hard bit. So, um, yeah, I was really, really encouraged by that um we then headed down the coast i was going to go for a double that afternoon but started pissing down rain and thunder and lightning and i thought i was already on track for a pretty big week mileage wise so um decided to not run uh then the next morning went out to river road so um this is a uh yeah like a fire fire road or fire trail that follows um the yeah clyde river out towards like shallow crossing it's like quite undulating but really runnable Uh, so i did uh 70 minutes at 4:12s um that afternoon i went on the same road except i drove two kilometers further in because the first two kilometers of this run you've got a kilometer uphill and then a kilometer downhill so i took that bit out make it a little bit flatter uh 32 minutes 409s and then on sunday same road again met Matt Johnson. Uh, he was only doing 90 minutes, so I did 90 minutes with him and then we um, just went out and back again for another sort of 35 minutes. So I did just over 30K at 408. So, uh, yeah, it was a good week for me, like, for me, 152.9K with, like, 1,600 metres of, um, of elevation. So, yeah, like, body's feeling good. I feel pretty strong running at the moment, which, as I said before, I don't know if it's, combi- it's a combination, obviously, of – Consistency, increased mileage, maybe doing some more like just home gym stuff where I feel like I've just got a little bit more hip stability when I run. So I feel like I'm getting a bit more power with every every stride, and my my hips are just in a good good spot when I run. So just need to not get too greedy now.
0: Mm. Mm. It's a good week, Crocs. Good workout. It's a good sign when you can roll two and a half minutes at that pace off like st- mm. like good pace
1: as it is. Yeah, hips like, are in a good spot, Brady. Yeah, hips, yeah. So, in a good um,
2: So, yeah, like, like don't get me wrong, like you know it's still hard, but it's yeah it's meant to be hard. Like it's two and a half minutes at the end of a ten minute rep, um, and then I had two minutes to recover. So two and a
0: half minutes is um, still significant though. Like you can you can kind of wing a minute or ninety seconds, but like you nearly run a K there.
2: Yeah, but I guess well the key for this session is the the te- you can't cook the tempos. Like you can you can do this yeah. when the tempos are controlled, which you know they obviously were.
0: Yeah, that's good. Remind me, I asked you last week, but I'll ask you again. How many weeks until Sydney 10? Uh,
2: um, I think it's... Three yesterday? I think it's, I think it's four weeks Oof. yesterday. Well, we're going to see yeah. a
0: sub-30 from the big fella moose.
2: No, I don't know about that. I
1: reckon we are for that session. Mm. I, it, I don't know about that either. I mean... <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty fast oh, get excited. sub. excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited for him, but you know how hard it is to run sub thirty. I would take
2: similar to last year, like, you know, that 30-30. Like I think for me, like, anything under 31, I'd still be really happy with. I think that's, like, good running. Um,
1: Legit course this year, too. Add, yeah, add yeah. 20 seconds.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So add 20 seconds to last year, and that's 30-45. <laughs> um, but the difference is I'm going to do a 5K, just a time trial at Lake Burley Griffin, probably two weeks out, which is what I didn't do last time around. So I'm hoping... That harder effort will sort of just bring the fitness up a little bit, like two weeks out.
0: Just by yourself?
2: Um, well, yeah, I might just get I might get somebody on the bike yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: you need something there, I reckon. Just some kind of like something to keep you accountable. Mm, anyway. a wheel to follow. Why don't you go smack a park run? Get the oh,
2: well, I, I would I would much prefer a solo time trial at Lake Burley than oh, running yeah, around Yereby yeah, Pond because it's well, no, it's just it'd be it'd be fast. It's like. You can get into more of a rhythm running along Lake Burley than you can around Yarrabee Pond. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Oh, good. It's good to hear. And it's lovely. She's got back rolling. So he just pulls out a pair of 2017 shoes, Moose. Just has a few Ks mm. in those. Look like... Well, that's
2: when I was running my best, 2017, 2018. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, they look Real like
0: porter, they're buggered in that photo, though. Porta. <laughs> Hundred K. only hundred. don't look great for hundred. But they all.
2: But those shoes always look that way. Remember look the, how compressed the foam, they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the foam always had creases in it. Really. No, early. that's the Vaporfly. Different foam. Have, yeah. all the, have
0: you seen this photo, Moose On his Strava. No, I, I haven't.
2: Six Let of April.
0: Six of April. It doesn't look like it's got hundred K's in it. Oh, sorry. It
2: they've done hundred.
0: Sorry, one hundred eighty nine. Oh, you, you don't have done... hundred eighty nine down to hundred.
2: Well. They would have done. Uh, take did sixteen you, did you off that. Uh, they've done that. sixteen since
0: Oh yeah, they jogging. Yeah, the whole
2: thirty minutes.
1: Yeah, yep. I keep
0: thinking they're a like, the same colorway.
1: Nah, it's the training shoe. I just typed in Brad Corker, and your Something name is still the still the first at the top of the list. Oh yeah, look at them. they're more than two hundred k. One hundred
2: eighty nine, and that yeah, was. I reckon
1: you've I reckon you've forgotten a few. Uh, I'm pretty good on the shoe logging. I'll zoom in a bit. Oh. Yeah, now this You man, are she... good at
0: the shoe logging. It's like thirty <laughs> pairs of shoes here. Mm. You can really tell which one he's a fan of as well. Like some we've been given for the show and there's not a lot of K's in them, but you can tell you've just tested them out.
1: Yeah. Moose? What I'm, have you I'm been not, doing? I'm just looking through his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> there's some depressing stuff on there, <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: I can't believe you put so many ear croaks. What's never, the point? Just get rid of them. Never say. I've just got the one pair because I've done like there's, ten thousand k's in them.
1: There's some stuff you'll never wear again.
0: On mm. that list. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to say it much. He's gone quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Carry
1: on. Go, tell us uh, what you, you've been doing. Uh, most. Well, yeah, I didn't run it. I ran 113 k. I thought I'd get more, but I don't know. Just I'm getting into the end of the weeks now, and whatever pops up, pops up. I'm not sort of aiming for anything. 113 is a bit less than the last couple of weeks. So, Brady, you were you got your down week from me. So now I get to build.
0: Good. Yep.
1: Yep. You were worried about that. I could tell.
0: Who was concerned. I was concerned yeah. about something else the other day. Carly pulled me up on it. She said, you said something to Moose, and I reckon he respected you for once. What was it? Oh, when I said, um, remember when you were talking about how Ali made you do the cool down? And I was like, you got to be the bigger person. And don't get oh, sucked yeah. into that. You're the coach, you the athlete. She's like, yeah, I think Moose took that, and no, I reckon you like that—a bit of advice
1: from you. For for once, she said, respected you for once. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think most of the things I say just go straight over your head. Different IQ oh, levels. That's a bit that harsh. One, no, that I one don't hit think it.
1: So. I actually like I, I like listening to you. I, don't, I don't rate both you boys.
0: Oh, we wouldn't still be here after two hundred and eighty-three episodes, would we? Otherwise, yeah.
1: I, do, I, I mean I don't rate your shoe chat. That is absolute
2: yeah,
0: trash. Yeah, I got in like trouble for that last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible stuff for yeah, me. Yeah, you're not allowed to say sexy shoes mm-hmm. ever again, Brady. Really Pretty bad from that term. <laughs> um, I, actually, while we're on shoes, my first run for the week, so the Nike Invincible 3, Zoom X, you know, we I've loved the first version, never actually wore the second version, and I thought, oh, I'll get the third now that I'm doing a few slower, easier doubles. So... From the moment I put this on, even in the store, I thought, I'm not going to get along with this shoe. Yet something pushed me to get it. Because I had such fond memories of the first version, I thought, maybe I'll grow to love it or maybe my foot will find a place in here. And as I was leaving the store, I'd put it on um, to to walk around just to start to get the lacing right around the store for a bit. And then I walked out to the car with... uh, jazz and jimmy after we'd knocked off for the day and my like both of them looked down saw my right foot just totally collapsing off the inside of the shoe and i could see it i could feel it and they're like what are you doing in that shoe it's just terrible for you i thought oh well yeah maybe maybe running's different to walking because it is a different gait pattern And so I didn't run in it for probably five days or something. And then it was sitting there staring at me. So I went out on um, Monday morning and ran just half an hour in it. And I was actually about to run further, but I called this run a bit early just because my tib post started to get really sore. And this was 100% because of the shoe. So some people out there, they'll say um, shoes can't prevent injuries as such, but certain shoes combined with certain biomechanics can definitely cause injury and it, ha- it can for me now this was only half an hour so i don't I, I didn't cross the threshold where an injury sort of developed but i could definitely tell one was coming on um so yeah that's a that so that'll find a home somewhere i've got a few mates that are size 11 or 11 and a half and they don't really care they'll squeeze into anything so that was uh no good for me do you boys have that shoe
0: no, I don't. Same thing. I've um, I've worn the one and the two, and I was thinking I'd purchase the three because I've had good experiences in the one or the two, and just haven't been up to date with a per- purchase recently. And the more I'm here in the stories, it's a bit of that love or hate because I've heard some really good reviews, but I've heard some like shockers as well. Mm-hmm. So they changed a lot, obviously.
1: And foam's the same, different fit.
0: But going from D- the one to the two felt pretty. I know you said you haven't worn the two, but it was almost like the same shoe
1: yeah it was it was different that was just a different upper this one's a different midsole like geometry as well okay uh i, I did uh, croaks you wore that you have you got on with yours i've never i've never worn a pair of invincibles
2: oh. like one two or three
0: don't they I haven't at yeah. the factory outlet up there, croaks uh
2: no they do but i've just i don't know i've never been because I've, I've heard sort of mixed reports and i don't yeah. reckon
1: you like them i reckon you like the hard shit like you like old school type shoes. Yeah. A bit, I am old school. Yeah.
0: But, but he likes a super blast, which we'll talk about later. And that's similar vibes. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, that's a much better version, I reckon.
2: I reckon, though, I reckon from what I've heard, the Invincible would probably flare up my tib post a bit because I do get some tib post issues. Yeah. So I think I'd need something a bit more stable.
1: Well, oh, this is as bad as it gets yes. for me. You
0: can get sloppy in the Invincible. Mm. When you've mm. done too many Ks in it too, you know when to retire and pretty easy.
1: Yeah, but I got away in version one, no probs, but this is different, different beast. Anyway, the uh, I've been jogging on the treadies in the Arvo mainly because I think it's better for my body, like my knee feels better and also my, um, I had this tip post thing going on. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to stay flat. Um, so yeah, just did 40 minutes on there. So in that, so that's what, 14 a bit K, Um just one sec, sorry.
0: Oh, we're lost in crooks.
1: <laughs> Found a better offer.
0: <laughs> Take a guess. What do you reckon he's doing?
1: Sorry, no. The um, it started pissing down. I just the dogs in, dogs in now. Okay. Um, I knew it was going to be dogs. Yeah,
0: is that what you were going to guess?
1: <laughs> so yeah. seventy minutes is so much more safe. Breaking it into two runs, first doing seventy straight for me. So that's what I'm going with.
0: Do you get the, the same next, fitness gains though?
1: Perhaps not. Perhaps not. However, it's still the volume and it's still safer. Safety,
0: yeah. And, so, it's, still,
1: and it's still a recovery day for you. Mm, yeah. I, eventually, you do 70 and 30 or you do 70 and 40, but um, not right now. Maybe never again. I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's the ultimate goal is to get back to that sort of mileage. Uh, an hour on Tuesday seemed to get going a bit that day. That's not bad, actually, 416s, really rolling. Um, Wednesday, again, just an hour. I went through the hills on this day, uh, over the back, past the coal mine, and up, um, did a workout. Oh, boy, this was rough. So I haven't done anything that fast in a while. I've done a lot of threshold work, and I've done a lot of, like, grey zone stuff, maybe whatever you call it zone 2 marathon pace or a bit slower workout so i i wasn't really knowing what what i was in for here so i've gone i was going to do 8 by 3 minutes with a minute jog and i had in, the pace in my mind that i had was 35 to 310 and it that seemed reasonable to me like that's not shooting for the moon or anything like i probably could have done that faster if i Uh, went to the track and um, I know I got a bit of a cold so I didn't want to cook myself I put on this this shoe cloud uh, I mean sorry on Boom Echo 3 which is the the shoe they released later in the year it's like a super shoe it's their version of the super shoe Uh, so I had that on for the first time Um, so I was sort of testing that out Uh, the the workout did not go as planned so first rep is along this dirt road it climbs at the very end i didn't quite get to the hill so it was pretty flat and i ran 307 and i was working to get to that pace like mechanically that was a challenge to reach that pace and so at the time i wrote it off as the first rep's always hard and i remember thinking uh, they'll get easier after that so then just a minute jog second rep was 3.06. You now I fucked this. This was just, this is rookie m- mistakes. Like, how long have we been running? We will still make rookie errors. So go up a hill, run 3.06 for the the, 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 the um, three minutes. So it's 2.59 split for the gap pace. This is where I needed to be smarter because I, I kind of cooked myself on that one. Uh, I needed longer rest if I'm going to run that type of effort. Third rep was downhill 304. Uh, thought, okay, I'm, I'm alright here. I sort of got heart rate under control a little bit, and then turned around, ran back uphill, ran 308 with a gap of 304. By this stage, I knew that workout was fucked. So I'm like, how can I salvage it? Because the last two minutes of this rep, I was working way too hard uh, for the for what I needed to do. So. I thought, all right, I'm going to do two – I'm going to – instead of – I want to get the pace in. So in order for me to do – I had two choices open to me in my mind at that time. I could continue doing eight by three minutes, but in order for the effort to be right, I needed to slow right down to like 3.15 or 3.20 pace because I was was flogging myself. Or I could reduce the length of the rep and continue to run the pace that I – Um, had started out at which in my mind was what I wanted from the workout so I I cut the workout back to two minute reps instead of three Um, and the next rep was was 301 and that extra minute at the end that's what does the damage because two minute reps were right they were spot on for me so I was finishing the reps they were pretty hard I was like walking in between them um, no jogging And I was recovering okay where I could do another 301 the next rep but I I know that if these were three-minute reps I wouldn't have been able to finish them at that pace no way so I went 301 301 303 three minutes so I was able to continue the workout as as I kind of wanted it to almost progress the pace slightly but with less volume so I came away from it and I thought all right not what you wanted but you got you, you, you managed to salvage it okay. And I reckon if I didn't put up supposed to be eight by three minutes and I just wrote four by three, four by two, then it actually looks like an okay workout.
0: Oh, it's funny uh, you say that because you told us, we were talking about it during the day how you had a shield workout and I looked at it before you um, labelled it and I went in and looked at your splits and I was like, oh, this is good. It's a good pace here. I don't know what he's talking about
1: yeah this is this is strava right yeah this is the this is the the facade of strava and Mm. and this is why online coaching is really difficult because i was thinking that if i if someone was coaching me and they looked at this workout they would go oh good workout well done like heart rate's not heart rate was really like I guess at the very peak wasn't that bad because two minutes isn't high enough to, to fully, fully spike it where you get in real trouble. Um, and so you couldn't really tell from that. The paces like weren't blowing up in each rep. So, um, you couldn't tell there, but if you watched me running, my form went to shit. I was coughing, spluttering. I was hands on knees at the end of the rep, the three minute reps I was having a terrible time. Like it was a bad workout, uh, but but on Strava looks okay. And I reckon there's a lot. There's it's it's good to recognize the difference between how you connect, how you execute workouts, especially when you get into the marathon sessions, because we all know there's two very different ways of running a 16k tempo. Um, how you're supposed to. But yeah, that was that was the workout. Um, shoes didn't did. not they will be good for the track. The, the shoes are firm. You'll love these Croker. They're like wearing an old Nike Streak or something. Um, not 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 very soft at all. Uh, they feel like very snappy underfoot. Like really good response time, um, but very but not soft like normal racing shoes these days. P. You're building a castle with blocks in the background there, Moose.
0: Like I told the shoeboxes, bo- shoe croaks.
2: Shoeboxes are getting stacked up.
1: Sorry, playing with fucking antler. Um, playing with yeah. what? It, you know, like an antler.
0: What, from like a moose or something?
1: Like a, like a, like a, a deer. deer. He's playing with he's playing with moose's antler. What have you got? <laughs> got?
0: Just one of those sitting around your hand room.
1: You can buy them from pet stores. they got heaps uh, of them.
0: Geez, this is why we have our cameras off. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so I was pretty fucked that the rest of that day. Um, uh, yeah, so next morning I ran – it was it was Easter that next morning. So it was Friday. So 7K in the morning and then ran in the afternoon, um, 8K out along this ridge trail, Point Addis, pretty awesome spot actually. Uh, so that was, what, 40 minutes or so. Um, then next day, big hill loop. Round town, one hour, and Sunday long run. So did 10K initially, ran with Dave McNeely. He was down on the coast, and he came for, the, for part of the long run. So he was a good chap, um, and then we got into the workout. So um, Ali had her workout, um, and yeah, it was like, hold on, sorry. Let me fucking sort this. You
0: did 10K croaks. And then 5k a bit faster or 10k warm-up 10k that wouldn't be ali's pace that'd be 95 percent of ali's pace 5k at Ally's pace that's my guess
2: well we did this just basically did what ellie was doing
0: yeah is that what you reckon yeah, the so, zones are 95 percent uh, 10k and then 100 yeah, percent for 5k
2: yeah that's what i reckon that's yeah, yeah I so for understand. him it was what like a 20 25k day plus Cool I'll plus a three three k cooldown twenty eight k twenty eight
0: k the big fail would have had this nailed. All, All right, good sorry,
1: I'm back now. Oh, we just
0: recapped it for you.
1: So oh, you, you did ten k oh, warm up that.
0: with Dave McNeil, then you did ten k at ninety five percent Ali's marathon pace and five k at one hundred percent Ali's marathon pace. Three k cooldown.
1: Well, we don't know close. what that We don't we don't know what Ali's marathon pace is but because she hasn't that. run it yet. Hasn't run it yet.
0: Around that though, is that a good prediction? That's what we thought it was while you were gone.
1: Yeah, I reckon. So it was it was sort of, I reckon, just on the comfortable side of marathon pace and then 5K quicker. So, yeah, we, we ran out and back on a pretty good road, actually. And Sunday morning, not much traffic, beautiful road. Can be a real sh- ship fight, this road. But, yeah, it was pretty comfy. So uh, she wasn't feeling great. Um, she got it done really well, though. I thought this workout went like really well 52 minutes total so it's a decent amount of time um she got moving at the end we kind of we, we we worked it so that the 5k it was out and back but the last 5k was semi downhill and we had a bit of a tailwind at the end as well so she like it worked out well for her there uh and then we just jogged a couple of k to cool down so 113 all up
0: good weight it's some quality in there
2: Hey Moose, question: Do you reckon once, like now that Ellie's pretty much finished her marathon prep, like will it be like will it be better for you not having to do Sundays like a Sunday session? Like y- your training will be better now.
1: I think it will. Yeah, mm. I, th- I, I I enjoy these Sunday workouts. They make Sundays go so quick, and it's it's fun doing workouts that are long. Like I do do enjoy that. But I don't think it's great for my training right now. I, I'll probably move back to running Tuesday morning workouts with the with the group, and then Friday thresholds by myself, and then Sunday with the group. And we got cross country coming up, so there's going to be races every sort of second or third week. So the, the the weeks will be chopped in and out. And I'm looking forward to it. It'll prepare me really well for the Berlin build. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Are we good? I going to whistle through this, fellas, because I was just nursing this hamstring the whole last week, just kind of um, reintroduci- reintroducing workouts, trying to give a bit, of a bit of a stress through it and see how it pulls up from there. So Monday, I did an hour in the morning at 4.27s, and then 30 minutes in the afternoon at 4.28s. Tuesday, under my physio's guidance, I did 4x1K, starting at like 3.20, and then I was meant to go 3.15, 3.10, 3.05 put a few different paces through it um to see how it responded with the instructions to stop if it ever felt bad so i kind of did a i don't know maybe five or six k warm-up felt all good did some strides felt all good and then yeah did the session as planned maybe a bit quicker a few of the splits there we had only doing four by one k for a workout i was over pretty quick i think i jogged 90 seconds in between got through all that no worries at all I cooled down um that was really positive and then the whole thing about how it pulls up later in the day plus 24 hours was what they really wanted to make sure it was all good so i got out for 33 minutes in the afternoon at 4 34s and then i was perfectly fine on the wednesday morning did 80 minutes at four twenty-fours. then thursday i did um what's that an hour and six minutes 15k oh that's right we got a, remember that fun run I was organized on last year, Jono's run, half marathon, 10K, 5K. Um, some of the flooding impacted our course and we've got that coming up in July, I think it is. So I have to, yeah, change some of the course around, which is a bit of a pain. So that's what I was doing on that one. Bit of an unfamiliar map for me there in Strava. Rattled me a bit. Um, in the afternoon, Thursday was the last day of school, so I was pretty happy. You know, this time of the year, Easter holidays roll around, school holidays croaks. Collingwood were playing footy on Thursday night. Don't need to talk about the result because that didn't go real well. But just, just when you're in a good mood and just running well, ha- Hammy was coming good. Just weather's re- good. Weather, oh, weather's beautiful. Yeah. And I know I spoke about this last year, but everyone, like, burns their paddocks off this time of the year. So you've just got this, like, smell of, like, smoke but not like bushfire smoke that's going to make you cough in the air that's a really kind of weird thing but it's good and it just just makes me happy so that thursday afternoon run i was just super grateful to be a runner and just be out there for for nearly half an hour ticking the legs over friday morning good friday got out for four by five minutes averaged about 316 317 this felt really good actually this felt um just like back to normal covering the ground well because I don't think I've lost a lot of fitness. So like the fitness is kind of there as well. Similar pace that I'd usually kind of do this workout at. Four by five minutes was a good one. It's not too long. Off 90 seconds jog. Um, yeah, really positive to get this one done with no issues. Jogged again on the Friday. No, I didn't. I had Friday night off because I moved my long run to the Saturday because we were doing Easter stuff on Sunday morning and then we had to drive to Bendigo. So I didn't have kind of time to do a long run Sunday. So I did two hours on Saturday morning, met up with Archie for most of it, and we went down to Park Run. There was nearly 200 people at Park Run, and um, the Patreon supporter that we thanked last week, James Telford Boys, he was in town. Zach had told me he was in town and said, jump down in Park Run and give him a bit of a pace, so he wanted 3.45s, went 3.43, 3.43, 3.39, 3.41, one, three forty. 340. Which was good pacing for me, I thought. Didn't bank time early, Croaks. Nice and um balanced well, every, early. And... Every
2: K every K was faster than was asked, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. But <laughs> he finished off pretty strong, James. Went away from me. I think he came third or fourth as well in the end there. So that was good good way to get five K in the middle of a, of a long run, just for free almost. And um
1: How was... many autographs do you have to sign? Nah,
0: no autographs. Just head down, just went down there, got the job done. Met what a few. Um... Yeah, he was signing them all morning, actually. He kind of, he doesn't want to get there too early. So we kind of jogged around the car park so he didn't have to wait for the starting gun because he'd be signing too many autographs. So um, yeah, it was good to see. Met a few Patreon supporters actually. A lot of tourists in the over the Easter weekend. So good to meet some listeners, put some faces to the name. And then yeah, we jogged for probably, I don't know, 45 minutes afterwards to get up to two hours. Average 404. Obviously 5K is a bit quicker, brings that average down a bit. And then um, Sunday, 70 minutes At 4.31s, which gave me a week of one forty five. I know last week, I think I said like the Sunday to the Sunday. I didn't feel like like my hamstring got any better. Whereas this Sunday, I was like, yep, this is significantly better than what it was last week. So I'm feeling like I dodged a bullet because I heard some, um, I think you started telling me stories last week, Moose. And then a few people in my inbox as well. Like, hey, don't take that little injury niggle. Um, lightly because they can really cook you if you can't get on top of them but feeling like i've got on top of it and now i can uh, start building a bit of fitness next couple of weeks
1: still punch out 145k in an injury week well, it's i not. know i love how it goes i don't think i've lost any fitness it's like mm. you <laughs>
2: you run massive k's every single week
0: well i had a down week last week trying to sort it out and i ran 130 or something not 128 but jogging exactly. wasn't the issue though you know what i mean and that's what the physio said. It's like you can jog on it, but it's it. You can't trigger it again. That's what it is. Like once you retrigger it, like don't get in spikes and just start doing sprints or, or heel reps. He said, not that we have that problem here. Um. So yeah, it's like if you can just keep managing it through, you're going to be all good.
1: Yeah, bree has got the same thing right now. Has Some she? high high hamstring stuff.
0: Real high, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Does hers painful?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mine yeah, so
0: was never painful. Yeah. It was just annoying.
1: Mm, oh yeah, annoying. It's sort of naggy, isn't it? Yeah. You, you lose all all power.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah, and you notice it because a couple of times you'll just notice. Yeah, you just almost kicking rocks. You are just like, oh, am I just like not getting my normal like knee lift? And mm. yeah, it's really odd feeling. Feel. I think I say a couple of weeks ago, it feels like your brain's not talking to your leg properly.
1: Yeah, and you'll 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 go to like cross a road. And there's a car coming, so you have to kind of push off quickly, and yeah, and that that's when you feel it the most. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So hopefully we uh, can continue on that trajectory next couple of uh, weeks. Thanks to Patreon supporters, fellas. Do you want to go first, Crocs?
2: Uh Yep, I got John Holland this week. Uh, John's from Canberra. He ran three twenty two at Berlin last year and ninety six minutes at the two thousand and eighteen Commonwealth Games half. Uh, his best park run is 1933, which he did at Lake Billy Griffin in 2018. Uh, Brady, we met him after the Canberra Marathon a couple of years ago. Remember that?
0: Yep. I've met John a couple of times since then too. He's a good fella.
2: Yeah, he's he's a massive fan of, I know, the podcast and also just running in general. And he had a a really bad car accident in 2010, breaking both legs and was told that he'd probably never run again. Um, So, you know, some of the times that he's punched out, considering that's pretty remarkable. He's doing Chicago this year, and Brady informs me that he's a big fan of the Bendigo Bats and was at World Cross Country in a premiership T-shirt. So yeah. thanks for your support, John. I love
0: that. I reckon he did Berlin Marathon last year as well, and he sent me a photo of him standing under the Brandenburg Gates in the Bendigo Bats T-shirt as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I reckon he's done most of the majors. Maybe Chicago's his last one coming yeah,
2: up. Yeah,
0: because I think – did he do Berlin boss- and New-, New, New
1: York last yeah. year? Yeah, I think both. he did both.
0: Yep. Yep, thanks for your support, John. Big fan of the show, and we appreciate that. Uh, Moose, who you got?
1: Peter Johansson from Romadal in Norway. So he follows Christian, so we hope that he's the right person. Look, he's from Norway. Chances are he follows our show. reckon the, like 90% of the entire population in Norway <laughs> listen to the show. He ran 37.49 for 10K on the track, 82 minutes at the... Record lapet, record lapet, half marathon, and 2:56 at the 2022 Perselepet. Is that what those O's would line? Is that it still pronounced as an O? I'm not sure, but you did pretty well.
0: Yeah, I'd be keeping faking it till you're making it you here. Good <laughs>
1: job. It's like an O with a cross through it, so I'm assuming that you still say it like an O. Perselepot marathon. Pretty sure that was his debut. Uh, Croaks reckons he's a dad mm-hmm. and he does a bit of dirt bike riding. That's based off his LinkedIn. Odd. Um... No, I was going
2: to check his LinkedIn. So, yeah, no, that's from <laughs> his Strava. But I could, actually couldn't find anything on his LinkedIn either. So, yeah, but he's uh, pretty sure he's a dad and he yeah, does dirt bike riding.
1: LinkedIn white collar only. So, Peter's probably a brook- bricky or something <laughs> in Norway. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Peter, for your support. I I sent you that photo the other day of Christian? Still the most downloaded episode in the actual. Oh. in the last two years. It's
2: because he listens to it every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh.
0: I'm going to thank uh, Jack Thompson from Guy Mia in suburb of Sydney. I think, croaks. Do you know Rex, more about that? Yep,
2: down yep. in the uh, down in the Southern Shire.
0: Okay, looks like he's a regular at the Dolls Point Park Run with a best time of 18.59. He also ran 39.25 at last year's Sydney 10 and 87 minutes at the Western Sydney Half Marathon. Based on his Strava profile picture, it looks like he has an armful of tattoos. I love it. This also says LinkedIn here on this one as well, Moose. I think mean, they're Croakes' little notes to remind him to try to find more information no, I, I, on LinkedIn.
2: I'll, I'll tell you the reason why, because I put that in there, in there just to see whether I can check, uh, yeah, whether there's anything on LinkedIn, but sometimes I do this while I'm teaching. Don't say that,
0: Croakes. You're getting while trouble from your boss. No,
2: no. While I'm, like, teaching the senior classes where they all know what to do, but every time I go into LinkedIn at school, it blocks me. So it's a little reminder there. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: We gave you that reminder just then. Thanks to all the patrons for your support. Patreon.com forward slash Inside Running Podcasts for more information about how you can support the show. We've got uh, Sinead, Ellie and Nick coming up Wednesday morning for I think episode eight of the Road to London Marathon. So they'll have two more episodes before the race and then a recap episode. And uh, I was talking to Toby and Christian today and we're going to record an episode next Wednesday of the monthly so a bit to talk about there with the month in running news with those boys so if you want to help us out support the show if you think it's worth a capsic in a week join us over there on patreon
2: this week's episode of the inside running podcast is proudly sponsored by asics super blast on super blast off with the asics super blast shoe super Bouncy ff blast turbo cushioning on a layer of ff blast plus foam for a super energetic ride Super lightweight FF Blast Turbo Cushioning, which is Asics' lightest foam yet. Super stacked with Asics' highest midsole ever, offering a standout running experience and head-turning aesthetics. Visit asics.com.au or your specialty running store to grab your pair today.
0: Running news boys, I'll kick things off. Easter Monday means one thing only, in Australian distance running and sprinting more than anything. Store Gift was on today. Uh, there was the 1K invitation race which I think only had six or seven people in there. All the big names, though, in Australian female distance running. There was Lyndon Hall was in there. Jess Hull was in there. Um, Georgia Griffiths was there. Kat Bissett, the 800-meter Australian record holder. A couple of uh, on-athletes in Claudia Hollingsworth and oh, who was the other one?
2: Skydy Mooring. Yep. She was a front oh, Morty, No, sorry, Morty, Morty Skyring. Yep, that's, yeah,
0: that's <laughs> the right way. It's a pretty cool name, though, isn't it, Groks? Yeah, Skyring Morty. <laughs> Pretty good name. Anyway, they're all that, there. that, Brady. <laughs> they were all tight in the um, handicaps. Like, I think, oh, what, 20 metres might have separated the back to the front. Um, interesting race because you're putting 800 metre people up against 1,500 metre plus, you know, 3K, 5K if we're talking about Jess Hale. Oh, Abby Caldwell was there as well. So all the big names. They did a really good, like, promo on the TV before the race where they showed, like, footage of them at the Commonwealth Games and World Champs and stuff like that to kind of set the scene a bit about who all these amazing athletes were. Um, bizarre, bizarre race. We'll put it in the show notes. If you watch watched the last 200 metres, Claudia Hollingsworth ended up winning. She had a handicap of 10 metres in front of Jess Hull and um, I think she was 8 metres in front of Lyndon Hall and I think she may have went off with cat pissing. I'd have to check that. But she ended up winning. If you look at the tape with 200 metres to go, you wouldn't have had somebody else's money on her. She looked like she was out the back, um, you know, five, ten metres off the, the lead. Um, Georgia Griffith kind of came wide and hit the front and she looked super powerful. She won it last year. The commentators were saying how she could potentially go back to back. Cat Bissett was kind of coming around on the outside. Jess Hull was threatening and looked strong. And then Lyndon Hall was kind of second on the rail, behind georgia and then she went to come wide to go around georgia which left the the lane one the rail there's not actually a rail at stall it's just a bit of spray paint on the ground left it wide open and claudia just went boom straight up the inside absolutely smoked all of them in the last like 30 or 40 meters ran away with it for a bit of a convincing win in the end she ran 237 for the k um off 10 meters and the kind of first four jess hall was second and Lyndon Hall did end up getting third. All kind of ran around that two thirty-seven. Um, fascinating, fascinating race to watch. Not sure if either of you boys saw it and what you thought of it, because I know you're both a massive fan of handicap racing.
1: Well, I didn't. I didn't see it in person. I watched the uh, last two hundred only, and I was. I watched it twice. So the first time I watched it, I didn't know who won, and then the second time I watched it. I knew who won so i watched the winner so i watched claudia's throughout the last 200 and a hundred to go not a single person would pick her she looked the least likely of the entire group to win that race i have no idea what happened (laughs) and whether she was foxing or whether she didn't realize the race was so short like whether it was coming up on her way quicker than she realized Um, I'm not sure, but, yeah, the the acceleration that she showed is it's it's actually quite, like, um, it's promising for the future Mm. to know that she can change gears like that from out of a pack filled with gear changes. Mm. She she didn't just drop, like, the Vic Milers A-grade meet on a Thursday night. She's dropped some of our best and fastest runners of all time.
2: Yeah, I think that's also the the unique thing about um, handicap races is like the back markers often just spend too many bickies trying to like catch the front markers. And so then they get to a hundred to go and they're like, Oh, I'm in trouble here. Um, whereas, you know, if Jess was racing all these girls off scratch, you can sort of just control the race a little bit better. Um, but also I think for Cloudy, I reckon the thousand meters is like, perfect distance for her because she's run pretty well over 800 but she has enough strength to run well over 15 like you know unlike like Kat Bissett for example like she's 800 meters specialist any longer than that you know it's going to be a lot tougher for her um so yeah, you know, it was a very interesting run like I, I personally thought when Jess sort of moved up with oh, like a couple hundred meters to go I'm like oh yeah she'll sort of pull away here but um yeah I think she must have just spent a few too many bickies uh early on
0: I think it's, yeah, trying to get on that, that rail as well. Like, you can spend so much energy, like, constantly passing people. Um, so, yeah, tactics come into play massively there. But cool to see. I was the same as you, Moose. If I watched it, I think, about six or seven times, watching a different person every time. Like, Georgia Griffith goes from winning with 50 metres to go and looking like she's going to win to, I think, finishing, like, sixth or seventh. Like, she just, yeah, fell to pieces in that last kind of 50 metres and everyone come over the top of her. Um, fascinating to see, see all those names there. The Herb Hederman was there as well. Uh, our man Knitter, he was in that race. He was the front marker. Spoke about him last week as the man to beat, going in as a favourite. Didn't have a great day, Knitter, from Shoe Geeks. He's been a bit sick during the week. So he was 13th in 4.17. And the race was won by Mitchell Longhorn. Longbourn, sorry. He ran 4.04 off a 50-metre head start for the mile. So... That was um, a bit closer than last year, boys. There was heaps of guys coming across together well handicapped this year, not so much last year.
1: Second year in a row that, like, an insignificant winner. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so we don't know, like, is the Herb Heederman what it used to be? Or has it ever been what we make it out to be? Or is it just that it's at stall? Because, like, I I don't – someone – what is a mile with 50 metres less – is that like a four? What would you say? It's a four fifteen mile. It's a four ten mile. Second, yeah. Be at least fifty meters. Yeah, four ten, yeah.
0: Be at least eight seconds, wouldn't it? Eight seconds.
2: Yeah, yeah I think so this guy's got a PB 410, 415. of four fifteen. Maybe
0: three fifty 350 or three fifty two. I think this guy had a PB of. Um, and I think they they got to get back to getting those big names as the back markers. Um, yes, like the Jeff Risleys or the Motrams or um, who else? Chewie. Like a stewie, yeah, something like that, um, and just really, you know, it'd be good if you could get three or four guys who are three thirty-five to, to three thirty-eight guys as the backies, and then give them a
1: sniff too. Yeah. Give them a sniff. Don't just fucking handicap them out, and and then you just see them finish in bloody fifteenth or something after busting their ass. Like that's going to turn those back markers away from ever showing up.
2: I yeah, st- yeah. I still struggle with the whole... Con- like, I don't get that excited about this whole, I don't know, stall and the handicap races and, yeah. Like, you can't
0: say that w- females race didn't excite
2: you, though, putting all those ladies in the same race as each other. Yeah, that was... Like, it was good seeing all of them together, but it's still not an even playing field. Like, Claudia was still 10 metres in front of Jess Hull over, over a K.
0: What would you give her that if I said you're doing the handicaps?
2: Well... Like I,
0: I thought that know, was a good run from Claudia. Oh, it ten, was ten meters on Jess Hull. I thought it was a great I... run. I... But yeah. why
1: is Jess Hull off scratch? This is a thousand meter because race. is the best. If wouldn't that suit an eight hundred runner?
0: Wow, like that's more the whole than, thing more than trying anybody? to trying to bring both the worlds together. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's... maybe they make it eleven hundred they
2: 237 on grass. It's a good and, run and, and, and it's on grass, so like time like times are relevant for this sort of thing. Wet track yeah. too, a bit of a go track. Just, and like we we mentioned on uh on our group chat, like it, even the the actual gift so the hundred and twenty metre races for the men and the women, it's always like seventeen year olds winning it. And it's like it's not always.
0: That's definitely a well, thing over the last five years. Okay. Yeah. But, and I agree with you. Is, they handicapping, make it, yeah.
2: Yeah. Handic- handicapping juniors, their improvement curve from one month to another, and, like, you know, they would have almost set these handicaps, like, a month ago. Or let, let's say a 17-year-old competes um, six months ago and then doesn't compete again. They're, like, they're obviously going to be improving a lot more than, say, somebody in their mid to late 20s. Yeah. It's –
0: I don't know if teenagers need to be winning forty thousand dollars either. Like it's a lot of money for people at that age to win. Did you see? Um, there was that. Uh, it was Anthony Mundine's cousin. Did you see him? Yeah, rugby yeah, sevens it. player. They had no results on him. Never heard of him before. Like people in the commentary booth, and he come out, and made the final. They interviewed him. He's like, "Yeah, I just watched a couple of YouTube videos. Looked good. It's good prize money."
2: Yeah, um, it was sort of in a way it was funny because so many people were like froth stall, yeah, and then he gets up there and goes, "Yeah, nah, I'm a I'm a footy player, yeah. not a runner." And they're like, so um, you'll, be a,
0: "You'll be a runner now." He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm staying nah. here."
2: Anyway, yeah, yeah, rugby rugby sevens, and but I know there's forty grand on the line here.
0: Yeah, but I want to know,
2: like, if he's never competed, how do they even handicap? That's him?
0: what I thought. I'm like, if this guy comes and wins this, surely they're going to be like, "Oh, we got this." Yeah, wrong. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's just me.
2: I just don't get that excited by it.
0: Let's move on to some doping news, Crooks.
2: Yeah, I don't get excited by this either. Um, But yeah, the reigning women's steeplechase world champion, Nora Gerudo, has been provisionally suspended for an athlete biological passport violation. And this was announced by the uh, Athletics Integrity Unit on Friday. Now, just some other info that I have here. So... um, Where is it? Uh, So her agent Gianni Demadonna told Let's Run that Gerudo was informed by the uh, Athletics Integrity Unit in early August 2022 that she had hematocrit and hemoglobin levels in her athlete biological passport that could only have been achieved by blood doping or EPO use and was asked to provide an explanation. But the problem is the – the, cha- the the change in like this hematocrit and hemoglobin was from back in 2020. So the questions are now like, well, why have, like, why did they let her compete at the world championships when there was like a spike in this back in 2020? So, yeah, it's, it seems like a bit of a, a weird case, but obviously, um, yeah, it doesn't sound good for her.
0: Remember everyone saying that though, when all the lockdowns happened. this is like group chat speculation that it's like the perfect time to dope like no one's going to get tested for the next couple of months because the tests aren't going to be able to do their job get
2: to places yeah and and supposedly like her explanation as to why um so they must be
0: so high is that what you're saying
2: well yeah so basically what she was saying that um she stayed in so she runs for kazakhstan um but she's kenyan born and she reckons that she was staying in Kazakhstan for 40 to 45 days and didn't train, and it was winter, and so all of her parameters went down because she was not in altitude for 40 to 45 days, and then it went up after that, and then it was um, pretty much stable between like 2021, 2022, and and so but I don't think it's weird that they're they're asking her in 2022 to explain something that's happened back in 2020. Like, why wouldn't have they, like, got onto it earlier, like, when that spike first happened? It's, yeah, it's odd.
0: It is odd. I didn't realise that. Yeah. I did see a few people blowing up on Twitter, though, because the tweet from the AIU was how they provisionally suspended Nora Dorito, and then they had in brackets Kenya slash Kazakhstan for the use of prohibited substance slash method. And then everyone's like, she's not Kenyan, she's not Kenyan. She represents Kazakhstan. When she won a gold medal, they didn't play the Kenyan song as well. So mm. I'm like, that was interesting. Kazakhstan. That?
1: Yeah. Where the hell did she end up in Kazakhstan? Well, they well, said we, here
0: on a her Wikipedia page that she couldn't do the Tokyo Olympics because she was waiting for her alliance to like change.
1: Yeah, no, but how does she end up in Kazakhstan? Oh, I don't know. Like, well, they, they used you to go, go to Bahrain
0: but... a lot of the Kenyan athletes too, didn't they?
2: Yeah, so I got a little bit of extra info here. Yeah, so okay. she ran, she ran at the Kenya Olympic Trials in two thousand and sixteen, but only finished tenth, and obviously didn't make the team. Uh, she then obviously sat out the next three global championships as she waited for her transfer of allegiance from Kenya to Kazakhstan to be improved. Uh, in twenty twenty one, she was clearly the clearly the best steeple chaser in the world, as she was undefeated in the steeple and won the Diamond League title. But she had to sit out the Olympics, and then she got cleared to compete for Kazakhstan. In January 2022 um, yeah and like so she's the third fastest female of all time um, ran like 901 in the the heats at, at, um, that was her, last right? year's yeah. world yeah. champs yeah so uh, anyway but yeah so she has to try and now exp- you know, she needs to explain why her readings went up yeah in 2020 um, and she was trying to claim that it was because she wasn't training yeah it wasn't at altitude for like 45 days or something but,
0: but. they've they've said you can't get to these levels can you that's what they pretty much open the statement with
2: yeah it yeah. doesn't matter if you've been
0: you know sedentary for x amount of mm. days and then go to altitude you're still not going to get it to that level
2: yeah so i don't think we'll be hearing much more about her
0: uh, interesting um any more news that's about it for the week isn't it Week of running news let's do the ASIC super blast review boys bit of hype around this shoe it's been talked about a bit in uh running circles the last i'm gonna say months moose feels like there was hype built around it and then maybe only sponsored athletes were in it and then it's kind of appeared am i right in saying that
1: I think they got it out to some influencers early.
0: Oh, I meant like the runners, like Izzy Bat Doyle and people like that. Garner, yeah, I think
1: they, they probably athletes. got them. But then they, the other influencers did end up with them because I remember talking to the ASICS rep going, are we ever going to get these? Like, is this planned to be sold? And he's like, yeah, I think so, what, eventually. But then it was probably like months before the stores actually got them. So, yeah, they did hit. they did hit pretty early.
0: So the whole – what about the naming? Because they got – is it Nova Blast is the only other ASIC shoe? So is it like an up model uh, for
1: that? They, they have their Dyna Blast as well. Okay. Um, so there's all different mo- – like the Blast is like a series, I guess. Um, the, the Nova Blast is a solid option. Like I've, I ran in the first version of that. It's pretty fun. This one to me doesn't quite like uh, – I mean, I don't feel like it's that similar. Um, it only has a tiny amount of that real that blast foam. Um it's the majority of the foam they use is the flight foam turbo, which is what they use in their uh Metaspeed race shoes. <clears throat> so it, it it feels like a little bit of a different um lineage to the Nova Blast.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've worn the Nova Blast in the past and this yeah, doesn't feel like it's related at all, but I was just wondering with the naming there if it had anything to do with it. Um, who's it? Well, what, where does it sit? Like, is it a, cause I, I wore it for that park run and I was surprised how responsive it was when we went from running four tens down to like three forty fives.
1: Well, that that's the thing is that people can sit it where they want to sit it. Yeah. Okay. So, so how I sit it within the range of, of what I use my shoes for, this is not a shoe that I would use to do a workout in or a tempo run. So it, some people might use this as you've used it as a crossover shoe, so a shoe that you could do tempos in and do strides in or and then do a really easy recovery run as well whereas for for me, this is just an easy day slash long day shoe uh i don't I think that the volume of foam in it because it is like forty eight mil or something high um which is massive like uh or it's forty six mil sorry high. It, that's a lot of shoe underfoot, and I don't want that much shoe um, when I'm picking the pace up. I like to run with firmer foam. and oh, I mean, not firmer foam. I like to run with a bit less foam, and, and I like a plate in the shoe. This isn't plated, so it's still relatively stiff. like It's got that through the geometry of the, the, the midsole, but it doesn't have a plate, so I don't feel like it's that poppy to me. Feel like it's a really nice jogging shoe. I Feel like this is what the Invincible probably wants to be. The major difference between those two is this is designed to be light, so it's only 240 grams. But the Invincible is quite heavy. Um, so this one you, you you pick up and you're like, oh, there's nothing to it, uh, which gives you the impression that it's good at faster paces. Versus the Invincible, which is a high like a a, a high stack slab of their PBA foam. Um, but it just doesn't feel anywhere near as, like, fun to run in as this does.
0: Yeah, for me in April, this is jogging shoe of the year. Like, I think it's it's the one you go out and put on and you're like, this is going to be fun for the next, um, you know, 60, 70-minute recovery run, whatever you've got. Even, you know, I put it on – for me to put it on for a long run, kind of second run out of the box, is um, it's a big tick for me because I, I'm pretty – Um, Precious with what shoes I wear On the long runs Like I like to Not take many risks on that But I knew this was good After just jogging in At a couple of 30 minute runs Last week And then could be trusted To go on the legs For the long run Straight out of the um, the Box pretty much And just Yeah I I like the softness I like the responsiveness I Do you think it fits a bit big Or is the toe box like A bit bigger cut Or something like that
1: That's Compared Compared to the Nimbus Did you get a Nimbus Twenty five? No. No. Okay. So but I've got
0: Asics, yeah, Nova Blast, Glide Ride, and um, Kiano. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, or whatever it is. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So but this one up... seemed
0: a bit bigger in the toe box.
1: Yeah. So I went up to a twelve in the Nimbus Twenty Five, but the twelve in the Super flask gives me quite a bit more space, maybe a little too much, uh, but yeah. So the the general consensus is it's a a generous fit yeah okay most people will stay true to size in this shoe and it will just be generous some people potentially size a half down off it on this
0: yeah yeah i don't think i'd have to go another or half size down but i just noticed there was a bit more room to move in the front of the foot there um yeah it's a good looking shoe it's yeah it's just it's just fun as i said for me in april this is my and shoe of the year and something that i was excited about receiving Looked to purchase it before i knew or even going to get it um and yeah big ticks for me on the on the super blast croaks
2: yeah, so i've worn it three times so for two one hour runs and a double on saturday afternoon but this will turn into my midweek long run shoe or long run shoe so i love Like the the stiffness to it, and like that rocker, like I really seem to respond well to shoes that have a bit of a rocker. Um, But because it's lightweight and because there's that foam, I feel like I can get rolling pretty well in it. And just the amount of cushion, like I don't feel like I'm getting beat up at all. So um, yeah, this will be a long run shoe for me. What color did you guys get? Off white. Whole things off white. yeah. yeah. Is that what's what called? Off white, I guess? Yeah. It's like
1: true. beige. Mm. Beige. Yeah. yeah.
0: I got the fluoro yellow.
1: Which oh, is nice oh. Yeah, head turning. Yeah, Fair, I got a pair of them fairly and
0: they... bright when you look down at the feet there. Mm.
1: That's what I've been doing all my miles in, actually, the fluoro yellow. So I haven't broken the, the off the the cream, or they call it cream slash mineral beige. That hasn't um that hasn't got out yet. I've actually got three pairs of these. Ooh. So they're they're all lined up, and they're going to take me through to basically Berlin, I reckon, because they're very hard to get. So I, I I knew there was a real shortage of them, and so I like I'm like I'm going to get the one that came into our store, then I'm going to buy another one from another store, and then this one came. So I'm. Did loaded. you only get
0: one in your store at your size?
1: Oh yeah, mate. We only got like eight pairs total and oh, really and i reckon we've sold seven of them
0: so if i'm saying it's my shoe of the year i probably should buy a pair
1: yeah yeah you want to you want to be getting a pair of these like when
0: we get off air ASAP. this is like
1: this is like the old school fly drops where they come and they go
0: so why though why is that is it because they can't get the foam, or like what's the what's the well australia the way, get,
1: the weight australia only gets allocated a certain number of pairs so the um the like the region I guess is in high demand, so we get however many pairs, which is a percentage of the the total produced worldwide, and those pairs then have to get split across all the different stores and across the online store as well, so by the time you sort of um split it all up, there's very few left
0: yeah, you're right, I'm just on a website now, and there's not many left.
2: Um, Moose, have you done most of your running on the, ro- like, so most of my running, actually all of my running in this year so far has been on gravel. How does it, like, what's the difference for you in feel between running on the road and gravel?
1: Um, yeah, because it is lacking some outer sole, isn't it? So it's like exposed foam. So I'm seeing a little bit of damage to the foam running on the, the gravel, because most of this is on gravel. This That's just what I do. I just don't have any, like, uh, hard roads I need to spend time on. Um, it also collects a few rocks because the foam's so soft that the rocks just collect because it just, um, like, yeah. warp, It warps around them.
0: A lot of ASIC shoes do that, though, don't you reckon? Glide ride's the same thing.
1: Yeah, a big got... cavity in yeah. the glide ride. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, it's been fine so far on dirt. Like, I think it could handle um, concrete pretty well, but... Man, I haven't. I can't comment on it because I just don't do anything.
0: I've done well, you've, you've, croaks. You, you get, get a
2: bit more pop on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's like when you go to super shoe on the trail and then you go to a road. Like yeah. you know, you just get not a lot, but it's like, oh yeah, there's a bit more responsiveness there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good shoe, ladies and gents. Check it out, Asics Super Yeah, Blast. it is. I
1: think and it's so, one of my favorite jogging shoes. Like I wouldn't have three if I didn't love it, and I can't even sell them in the store. So it's rare that I'd pump a shoe up this much so I can't sell.
0: (laughs) Very good. Massive thanks to ASICS for their support of the Inside Running Podcast. Listen to the question, Crooks.
2: Yeah, it's actually a good one given that Canberra Marathon's this weekend, Boston's coming up, and also Rotterdam. And so the question is, for context, I've upped my training in the past couple of years and got some half-decent times for age. According to the calculators, based on a 10K of 33 um, and half of 75 it predicts 235 to 237 but the only marathon i've done was nine years ago where i ran three hours 50 planning to conservatively aim for 239 high to qualify for a championship to start next year at london but my question is do you have any advice on warning signs in the early stages that suggest you should back off do you use heart rate or perceived effort at key distances and then have a B target, say two forty-five. Cheers, Nick Peterson.
0: Here's a good question, isn't it, from Nick?
2: Well, it is a good question in terms of like we always say, like you know, you want to feel comfortable through thirty k. But like, what are the what are the telltale signs that you're going a little bit, you know, too hard? And the problem is early on, a little bit too hard still feels comfortable mm. enough. But then you get to thirty to thirty-five k. And that little bit too hard in the first twenty k, then comes back to bite in the ass. So yeah, it is a good question.
0: Yeah, I don't, and you're right about the whole perceived effort. Like I think it's very hard to, because it should feel easy. When he says early stages, do you just want to put a number on that? Should we say the first half?
2: Yeah, I reckon first half, first half, well, first half to twenty five, maybe first twenty
0: five k. Okay, first twenty five k. Your perceived effort's going to be hopefully pretty good. A lot of people aren't going to run a marathon at heart rate, though, are they? Which wouldn't be a bad thing to do, especially if it's like a weather situation going on. Um, So I guess it's like, if I was Nick, I would go out at that, whatever the calculator says, it says here 235 to 37, I'd nearly add another two minutes to that, go out at 239, maybe go 240 pace. And then just see what messages your body's giving you, knowing that it should feel super, super, super easy. But knowing that the easy feeling at 20, 25 is not going to be the same feeling you're going to have at 30, 35, 40. But it's much better to get to those 30, 35, 40 feeling like it was easy through that middle section than hard then. But I don't know if there's a black or white. What do you do, Moose?
1: Well, you mean if, like, I had an athlete like this?
0: Well, what, even, like, because, like, aerobically, you're not going to get any signs aerobically that mm. that you've got it
1: wrong. Well, you might. And well, that's If probably,
0: you do, you're in big trouble, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it should feel, I, like, the cue that I would give is that the brakes are always on. Like, you're you're basically driving with brakes on, knowing that at any time you could be running... Considerably faster than what you're running at that particular time early. And if you if any time, say you go past the 10K mark and you're like, could I go faster than this comfortably right now? If the answer is no, then you, you're running too fast. so And then if you get to halfway and think, could I run faster right now? And if the answer is still, oh, well, if the answer is maybe a little bit, you're probably running too fast. So I think for the first 30K, if you can't comfortably increase the pace, then you're running too fast.
2: I remember Dick Telford used to say to a lot of his marathoners, like in that first 30K, like your breathing, it should be like basically a light puff. Like, you know, your breathing should be well in control. Another sign for me that I've got my pacing right is for the first 25, 30K, you can actually take in a lot around you what's happening like yes you want to switch Mm, off but you know if some if you see somebody on the side like it's it's no issue to go oh hey or like i remember early on um in biwa like when i was getting rid of my bottles i would like aim for bins and stuff like that where you know you're still really so controlled that you can play around with that sort of stuff so that's also another sign that you're in the right zone where you can you know take in the surrounds and you know Say hi to people and you know, always feel com- super comfortable.
1: You you know, don't you, if you're in a pack and you're looking around and there's people that are also kind of looking around and they're almost like feel like they want to have a convo with you mm. in the in the pack, you know they're comfortable. And yep. there's some that are just so almost like focusing on the pace and, and it's it's kinda of like, Oh, I don't really want to talk right now. Like this is a bit this is a bit hard. Mm they're probably the ones that are going it that little bit too hard where you just cannot um, afford that in the marathon
2: and also i think the problem with people stepping up is you know the intensity required for 5k 10k like you're always working pretty hard from early on in the race you almost have to forget that mentality of hey if i'm not working hard i'm leaving time out there because it should feel significantly easier than any other shorter race that you've done um i got a guy running canberra this year like he was a pretty good triathlete and you know um you know runs like sub 16 minutes for 5k and ran 73 minutes for the half recently and but his goal is just to get one on the board and so you know he initially wanted to run like sub 245 i'm like well that's probably a little bit too conservative if you've run 73 minutes but let's just go like go out at sub like go out at 240 pace and then kick down the second half, which even even that is, you know, conservative. But it's better to be conservative on your first one, or if you're inexperienced and having have a good day, and then bite bite off a bit more in your second and third marathon.
0: Hmm. Doesn't even have to kick down the second half; you kick down from thirty k onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're almost saying like the first twenty to twenty five should be boring almost. <laughs> Like, you're not Definitely. focusing on racing. Yeah. You're just focusing on just staying there and getting it ticked off for as low as energy expenditure as possible.
2: Yeah. Enjoy it, taking this around. Focus more on um, hitting your nutrition. So, like, you know, while you're still with it, go, okay, you know, look down at your watch, got you know, however, however many minutes till your next gel. Um, but in terms of effort, it's, yeah, pretty. See you, Craigs. Jeez, everyone's
1: cutting out
0: tonight.
1: Yeah, be, no, yeah be, on the, be on the couch till 30k. Just be watching what's going on around you and then at 30k, step up and hit the race.
0: Do you use that like, you know, what's the old saying? 20 miles is halfway.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about that more recently. I'm like, people get carried away though. They hit 30k and then all of a sudden they feel like they're allowed to just go on a tear. But it's a long way, 12k especially after 30k of like pretty steady running Mm. and so i've i've considered just changing it to be like all right 34k is the new number where you're allowed to start pushing and pushing because 34k yeah like 5k down the track you're you're close enough where you're sensing home whereas at 30k you go hard 5k you've still got a big lap at lake wenderee plus a bit extra to get through and that can so I, I think we use like this number thirty as if it's some special number, but it isn't. Uh, and and I reckon if you're hurting a little too much and you see that thirty and you think, oh, this is the spot where I'm supposed to start going, um, you, yeah, it's a bit of a trap.
0: What's the um earliest you've been in trouble in a marathon, K-wise? Ooh,
1: yeah, ah, oh, that's good. Probably pre, at a pre thirty. A sack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh gee let me think about that um i remember at 10 mile when you were pacing me i was i was i was feeling it um remember that at melbourne yeah well you still got
0: to 21 though on pace
1: yeah i know but that's that's it i can get to 21 on pace but it doesn't mean shit no because
0: so what no probably more meant from the question like what point did you think like the race is over now
1: well, I actually you still thought running about running
0: pretty well for like the next five or six K at least.
1: No, but you know, oh, I knew, really? I knew then I'm like, this isn't happening today. This isn't
0: this, early. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's really early. And, and, and you think I'll get to halfway at this pace. And at that point I'm like, well, I might as well try because I'm fucking 10 miles in. So let's just go to that pace. I mean, I've got a pacer here. You're helping me. <laughs> and, and And then I'm like, all right, I'm kind of fucked after there. I knew I was at 10 miles. Um, cause if it's hurting, like it was then, if I was reaching for pace at 10 miles, I knew that was not sustainable for the day. And I was reaching for pace that day. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't coming like effortlessly and I didn't have the brakes on at all. So and it wasn't I, just
0: a bad patch. It was like, this is it now.
1: Nah. Yeah. That's yeah. It wasn't like, oh, my tummy's upset or, I'm um, whatever. It was like, this is feeling fast. Like the pace mechanically feels difficult to get to. I feel like my heart rate's up. Like my my respiration is high. These are all signs that the pace is too hard for what marathon effort is. Uh, What'd you and, run? Uh, Two twenty eight. Two twenty seven, I reckon. Okay. I reckon
2: heavy. I reckon heavy legs is another indication too. Heavy heavy legs earlier than you expect means that you're pushing a bit too hard. Like I had that in my debut, like I went through 71.30 or something through halfway and I was splitting every 5K and I got to like 25K and I looked down at my GPS for the next, like, you know, a kilometre into that next 5K and it was significantly slower than what I'd been running and I thought, gee, there's something wrong with the satellite. <laughs> and <laughs> then and <laughs> then it just, like I didn't blow up but I just, yeah, like that was then the pace for the rest of the run, like gone from running like – what, th- like low 320s to more like 330s or 335s, thinking initially it was just dodgy GPS, but it was, um, yeah, my, my legs were just cooked and I'd obviously gone too hard too early. That's just um, the thing, isn't
0: it? Same effort is just like, just pulling, your, it's like your legs don't go like high enough anymore.
2: Yeah. But on the flip side, I've also had marathons where maybe I, like from a pace perspective, I have not gone out too hard but I felt like absolute garbage for the first 15 K. And even when I ran 217, 17 that day, the first 10 to 15 K was the worst I felt in terms of not from a pace point of view, but it just didn't feel like I was, you know, and sometimes it's like, like to do with the carb load. Sometimes you can feel a bit sluggish. Um, but then you also don't want to get too negative if it feels harder than it should. Even if you are in the correct pace range, you know what I'm saying there? Yeah
0: yeah cool yeah. luck, Nick. Let us know how you go. be interesting to um, hear your recap of it. Um, yeah, good question. Good discussion. Moose on the loose.
1: Mm, uh, just a quick one. It's people that um, push the pace, push the pace, push the pace throughout like a week, and then as soon as they get to a point where they're not feeling great, like on any run when someone else might be feeling better, they just have the biggest tantrum ever and they crack the shits. And it's like, it's too fucking fast. Why are we pushing on this? It's an easy, supposed to be an easy day, rah, rah, rah. Yet they've just spent like the last week to two weeks half-stepping everybody. <laughs> and as soon as it's not going their way, that's when they put their foot down and they go into, like, tantrum town. Anyone in particular, Moose? Oh, well, you, everyone knows who it is. <laughs> Had a real fucking tantrum, didn't she, Ally? On, a, for, uh, what was it, Saturday when we ran with um Hugh, Hugh Lacey, pushing the pace up a hill. All of a sudden, fucking Allie start, you hear her, like, from about two steps back just, just yelling at Hugh. <laughs> Why are we running so fast? Fucking easy day, Rara. You don't have a workout tomorrow, blah. blah. Or just like lose the plot. <laughs> and I made a few little jokes, and just nothing afterwards. Just like so grumpy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You would have you would have run into a few of them.
0: Yeah, it's always funny when um, I've heard people talk about it heaps. You know how like people name their runs, and oh, yeah. then, like it's the same thing. Like feeling good when people get rolling but then when they're not rolling too good, it's just like RG. Or it's like, yeah. or when they're running with someone way slower than them, they always put their name in the title. It's like easy run with Scott or whatever because it's at Scott's pace. Yeah, yeah. you
1: know, Scott's a real slow fucker. Yeah, yeah. It would have went quicker if it wasn't for Scott. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. There's a good meme on that somewhere, I reckon. Yeah, it's floated like...
0: around. It's definitely not my idea. I'm not trying to claim yeah. it. I've seen it, stolen it, and set it here.
1: There's a, there is a brilliant brilliant Instagram account out there. I think it's called your boy, Scott Durek. Um And Scott Durek's this old school ultra runner who won like a bunch of Western States 100-mile races. Yeah, i has got
0: his book, I reckon.
1: Yeah, he does eating and that is vegan. Yeah. Um It is the funniest. It's the best Instagram account I'm following right now. <laughs> it's really, really clever. Uh, and he what is it, off. your boy,
0: Scott Durek?
1: Yeah, your boy, like YA Oh,
0: that's why it's not coming up.
1: Boy Scott Jurek. Oh yeah. So he's only following one person, Scott Jurek. <laughs> um and he they have like twenty five thousand followers. Uh, <laughs> and there's <laughs> yeah. Just ha, just do yourself a favour and then um just spend like a good couple of hours <laughs> through all these.
0: We're <laughs> okay, looking forward to that. Um, what's coming up, fellas? Canberra Marathon. Croaks is Christmas this weekend. Mm. Bradley, got athletes running. Is Viv racing?
2: No, no. She'll uh, she'll come down with the kids and maybe hand out a few bottles. You doing any pacing? No, I'm just um I'm just gonna be on the sidelines handing out bottles to uh, yeah, athletes I coach it's sort of uh, I can get to like ten K, twenty two K and thirty three K like pretty easily. Hectic so- morning for you though. Yeah, it's good fun,
0: though. No long run? I'll do
1: my long run Saturday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Moose wasn't happy when I moved mine Saturday because I wasn't religious.
1: Mm, Well, yeah. Talk us through that.
0: Well, I just moved it because I wanted to be there to see my children after the Easter Bunny had came, and I had to get to Bendigo. So it was like I couldn't – I'm happy to get up early and do a long run, but then I would have missed them waking up early and and seeing their Easter eggs. Which you got –
1: did you explain what that, like the story, when they say, oh, why are we getting Easter eggs? Today? Hudson
0: did ask me, he goes, why does the Easter Bunny come? And I'm like, okay, so there was this man called Jesus. Was and there? Yeah, well, then I stopped the story. I'm like, you're only three? I just said, because you're a good boy. And then he woke up at five past five. Eva Carly, she did the, like, the, you know, the footsteps, the Easter Bunny footsteps and stuff like that, which was pretty cool and had all these eggs hidden. So it was a, it was a good moment to see him with a smile on his face. I'm glad i moved my long run. So
1: Moose, um, <laughs> do you got any? Do you some Easter eggs, okay, yeah?
2: Yeah,
1: I was wondering. Don't if... eat chocolate, though. do not like it. And Just it? shakes her head. I say, really? oh, i oh, have some. Have some. Just shakes their head. It's like, no, nah, I don't want any. <laughs> All right. That's great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Having coaching duties
2: on a Sunday morning, um, Moose, does that give me a leaf pass for a Saturday long run?
1: Well, what do your duties entail?
2: Well, moving around the course, handing out drinks, and so then you're get up. you up at like 5 o'clock, and then yeah, by the that time all finishes, actually. you're pretty knackered, and then you've got to go and do a long run like middle of the day or that yep. afternoon.
1: I'll pay that. Thanks. I'll pay that more than Easter.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's not Easter. It's family time.
1: Well, it's Easter, isn't it?
0: Family time to celebrate Easter.
1: If you had some integrity, you would stick to your values because you're not a religious. So but you... are you saying
0: don't celebrate Easter at all? I not any chocolate to my children.
1: Well, yeah. You don't see, like, see like Muslim people don't go and do Easter egg hunts, do they?
2: Yeah, but in three years' time, you'll get a hit. You'll, oh, Shimon yeah. was still on air. You'll uh, get on here and go, oh, yeah, on the Sunday we had an Easter egg hunt for PR. Yeah, should have
0: seen how happy she was. I'm glad I moved my long run.
2: Yeah, she, so she, won, the, be... she won the Easter coloring competition at school.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs> he was start gonna do, And then You've got do on with Hudson, bit of Ramadan.
0: Craig, then he'll start banging on about how he's discovered heart rate training and he's got his heart rate monitor back out. And
2: well, he after, already does it. One, after one week ditching he's telling that you, two weeks earlier. One week he's telling you you're running your long runs too hard and then the next week it's like, oh, look at Derek Clayton. He's a legend. He ran hard every single day, three times a day.
1: hello yeah. with with Hanukkah. And then <laughs> <laughs> bit of, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to every religious holiday that you don't celebrate, but you pick Easter for some reason that I'm not quite sure of. The chocolate.
0: Chocolate. It's a good celebration. Rotterdam's also coming up. And uh, Boston Marathon next Monday. Monday their time, isn't it? That yeah, public so we
2: won't, Yep. So we won't report on Boston next week. It'll be the week after. Should
0: we do the podcast on Tuesday night next week?
2: Possibly.
1: Yeah, we could do that. Let's do that.
0: Turn our phones off, watch it Tuesday morning without any spoilers. Who's there? Kip chogi
1: No, no, who's there from Australia?
0: Oh, no one. Jess Stenson was going to be. Oh, why do we care then? Oh, it's still a good race, Boston.
1: Yeah, I know, but it doesn't shape our podcast.
0: Oh, it's still good something to talk about.
1: Well, I've got oh, one. It's not a one... lot of
0: content this time of the year, Moose.
1: A hmm.
2: bit more running news. Did you boys um, see the hoo-ha about Mo Farah running a 31-40-10K? Oh. Nah 30-40. sorry. 30, yeah. Well, what's yeah, may, may as well have been 31-40. That's really. right, <laughs>
1: yeah. He looked like, like he was moving all right too. I watched the video. It looks like he's running 28 pace.
2: Like, surely that must have been just like a workout or something.
1: Didn't look good. Like, he, he's moving all right, but he was working.
2: Marathon pace, I reckon.
1: No, <laughs> he mechanically he looked fine. He looked like he used to look, but then you see the finish line time, and you're like, "Oh boy, he wasn't moving very fast."
2: You... It's, it's bizarre. Like I, I, can't imagine him being like running that slow. Like imagine him just rocking up to the 10 k and coming like nineteenth.
1: Yeah, I wonder if you went out with him. Like I wonder if it was just a massive blow up. Or uh, it didn't look like that though. It didn't. It was one in twenty-eight, (laughs) eleven. Yeah, I know. So he's forty. Been training in Ethiopia. Mm. Yeah, I don't get it. Hasn't been himself for a
0: while, though, has he? Because remember, he missed qualifying for the Olympics.
2: But like, why would you even like if you're in that shape? Why would you even step on a start line coming from where? Like, where he's been?
1: Like, he's had a few last races, hasn't he? Money. He doesn't need money, surely. But you, the people that don't need money are the ones that love it the most. That's just that's just human nature. Surely we've learned that by now.
2: Mm. Oh, I guess proof will be in the pudding, won't it? A few weeks. Two weeks' time. Ally might beat him, Moose.
1: Oh, the women go off together. Oh, yeah,
0: they do. Go off a different time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas. That's episode number 280. Was it 84? 85? Yep. 83 84. 84. Have a good week. We'll do it all again next week. See See you, boys. See you, boys. Special thanks to ASICS for sponsoring this week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast. The Super Blast Shoe adds another super running companion to your ASICS lineup. Generous lightweight cushioning underfoot minimizes the impact of repeat training on the body, making it ideal for longer runs, faster attempts, and recovery training. Visit asics.com.au to get your pair today.